Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Today is Sunday, August 21st. This is episode 174. My name is Tony. And my name is Dennis. Tony, it's been a couple of weeks. We actually have a lot of content topics, though I don't know that we're going to necessarily have to spend all that much time on them. We'll, no. we'll find out. And we do have a game that and came a game. in. It'll be fast. I It'll be faster than the last game. Well, I just meant the podcast as a whole still, I think, from reading the notes, looks like it's going to be a good one. I think. I hope so. But we're in intros, so what's been going on? People want to know. Um, some people. Some people. Some people. Hey, what's going on? Uh, I've actually returned to college. Uh, I started taking some classes for some work-related stuff. So when you walk around on campus, do you like put your hat backwards and do the whole Steve Buscemi, hey, fellow kids? Nah. No. I just I just sit there and I... I walk around with my thumbs hooked through my suspenders as I walk around and go, hi, howdy, howdy, howdy. No, it's all online courses. So, oh. I, so, so what I really do is I sit in my chair at home and, uh, and then say howdy and do stuff instead of like watching TV or playing video games. So, uh, but other than that, uh, I've been playing pretty much the, all the exact same games I have. I did pick up a new game. I've only played the tutorials. Uh, it's called Regiments. It's one of the new Microprose games since Microprose has uh, kind of been resurrected the last year mm. or two. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, and this one is one of those classic, uh, the year is 1989 and the Cold War just went hot. <gasps> it's all about, it, it's it's all about uh, 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 fighting the Soviets in Eastern Europe in the late 80s. Okay. So just about the time communism actually fell and the Soviet Union actually collapsed. So we'll see how it is. It's kind of like the old World in Conflict game uh, or the more much, much more recent uh, war game, uh, though it's supposed to be more user-friendly and a little bit more arcadey than the war game, a little bit less fiddly. Uh, and I've heard a lot of people say it's more approachable, but I've only played the tutorial so far. And then it was time to go play pinball yesterday. So that's right. We did play pinball. It was the pinballs. We did play pinball yesterday. You had the opportunity to win your money back. Possibly. I had the, uh, yeah. They needed a, a tiebreaker. I did. And, and, already... and the tournament organizer, for those that don't know, which, why would you, unless you were at the tournament, right? Tony was, he's getting his chocolate twist to take home to feed. The family. Yes. He I get was, in trouble if I, if I, yes. when I forget those. He, he's signing his bill and they go up to him and they're like, okay, well, you are, you're tied with three other people. And the way the payout structure is going to work is two of you would normally get paid out, but you're tied. So we're going to do a time breaker, tiebreaker. And Tony goes, I don't remember exactly. I think, I think you, I said, I pass. I think, yeah. I thought <laughs> the word, he just goes, I pass. And then I thought, because I'm so helpful, I said, well, because you argued, well, I've already, you know, I've already paid my check, so I pass. And yeah. I go, well, but what if it's Campus Queen, not Campus Queen, sorry, Jungle Queen, the EM that they have there, uh, because it's such a fast game. And Tony just looks at me very condescendingly and goes, I still pass. <laughs> like, I've already said I pass. There ain't no mind changing going on here. Even with it very fast, considering the way Jungle Queen treated me last night, I don't think I would have won anyway. 
So. <laughs> yeah, we we had 25 people according to the tournament software, which for Pizza West, that I can't remember the last time we had that many there. There were a lot of people. There were a lot of uh, like yeah. teenagers who, who there came. were there were a lot there, of new there, people. Too. There was a ton of people. I uh, I can't say anything. I haven't I haven't gone to a tournament since April. Mm-hmm. Between everything going on in life, I've just not had the free yeah. time. But you got to this one, and you actually one? you actually did. I think you tied for eleventh. Yeah, so you were in the top half. That, Hence, why there was the tiebreaker. The way uh, Pizza West does it is they pay out the top half. Which I think is one of the things that helps uh, make it exciting for newer play. Like mm-hmm. it always was sort of the friendlier tournament. I don't like to say friendly because it implies like the people are mean at the other tournament, and it's not. That's not the case. It's, it's the just, more noob friendly. It, I think so. I, it's like you have you have achi- achievable goals. Like winning your money back is is quite achievable, yeah. even for like uh, Oliver, who was there. I think it was his first tournament. He's eleven years old. He won his money back mm-hmm. in that tiebreaker. You refused to do. Yeah, and he seemed pretty excited about. It. He played pretty well. He too, played. He played we had really to play well. Him a couple of times. Yeah, and we're going to talk about one of those times because we all played Toy Story Four. You, him, and me were actually in a round on that game, but we'll get to that in the pinball section. Uh, in terms of my updates, I don't have a lot. I've not gone back to school, um, but uh, I haven't been doing much video game playing either, and I don't even have that as an excuse. I've done a little bit. I'm still doing a little bit of Fall Guys. There's a Overwatch was doing an anniversary event, so I actually fired that back up and just did some arcade mode stuff where I don't talk to anyone because so, it's toxic. Yeah, it's never toxic to me because I don't talk to anyone. So and they type a lot less on the console versions like they in the chat. They added text chat, but it's not used like it is on the PC. So you might see some people go, my mercy is terrible. And I'll laugh because it won't be me. And then if it's me, I'll be like, you're so mean and toxic reported. That's how I do it. Um, report. So I actually did take, uh, three days off at the end of last week for vacation time. Cause I'm at cap. Cause I haven't done, I like used one vacation day since we went to Texas. I'm taking an entire week off at the end of September for the exact same reason. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, I just, cap out. Just, yeah. Capped out. So, so I needed to burn some days. So I wanted to burn three and yeah, they went fine. Except on Friday, like after hours, I went to just logged into my email on my phone just to turn on the notifications again. And at the top was an alert from bank of America where I have the business credit card that there was suspicious activity and yep, it was compromised. There were, there were multiple uh, inappropriate charges on the, on the card. So I spent only fans, only fans, yeah, only, only fans, only fans. fans. And so I spent over an hour on the phone with the credit card company as they bounced me from Division, division, because I, I'm going to recount this story so people can just, people are like, when are they going to get to the pinball? You're just going to have to wait and suffer through this, just like I had to suffer. But don't worry, I'm not going to make you stay with me for an hour and six minutes on this topic, like how I actually lived but it. But did they have like, like banging hold music? No. And the hold music is one of those where it's the same thing on loop. And it's 35 seconds long. Basically, do, yeah. Do, 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 do. Yes. Yes. Do, 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 so. I call. All right. So the email sends a number. I call it initially. I'm on hold. I probably am on it for 15, 20 minutes. I'm starting to look up the number because I'm like, this isn't the same number as the customer service number on my card. And I'm like, is this fraud? You know? So I hang up and I call the regular number. Well, w- after I do that, my research indicates, yes, this is actually a valid Bank of America number, but it's not one that they list publicly, but it's one of the sub numbers, I guess, from their fraud division. Scam. So I call the customer service number that I know is legit. Using their automated voice system, I say, 
that I want to talk about uh, suspicious activity on my credit card. It says, okay, connecting you to a you know representative. About 20 minutes later, connects me to a representative. I go, give them the card number, and then they, they go, was this a credit card? I said, yes, because that's what I told the automated system. I'm like, nope, we're, we're debit cards. We got to transfer you to credit division. So then I'm back on hold for another 20-some minutes. Then they answer, and they're like, what's your card number? I give it to them. And they go, oh, I'm sorry. We're consumer credit. You need small business. So they transfer me again. That's actually a fast transfer. I think that was under three minutes. It's because small business yes. is dead. Yes, apparently. Small businesses are gone. And so I give them the card number and tell them the situation. They go, oh, okay. Well, you need fraud services, not small business credit. So we got to transfer you again. So then I'm back on hold, I think, for another roughly 20 minutes. <laughs> And then that person finally like asked me about all these charges, including some that aren't on the pending list online. I'm like, they're all bad. Cause he's like, what about Best Buy? What did you buy some iPhones? I'm like, no, I don't just buy iPhones. <laughs> what, 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 what sort of crazy questions are these? <laughs> I finally just said, it'll be faster if I just tell you which charges are legitimate. So I've been on vacation. I have because I've been on vacation. Phone. I'm like, the last choice, like, what about this? I'm like, anything after the 17th is definitely not good. Like, there are two, like, I've done two transactions in the last month. And there was a flag for me. I'd seen a $0 Uber charge, but Uber controls a lot of different things. And I wondered if one of my subscription services used Uber for payment or something, because mm-hmm. I don't ever use Uber. Like, it's a car delivery service to deliver human beings, (laughs) namely me. And not in a trafficking way, but more like in a taxi. I realize this doesn't sound good. So anyway. I need need people delivering. Please deliver people. Yeah, that went over great. So. Six, five, blonde. (laughs) That's a giant blonde. Um, So anyway, they finally get it done. Card canceled. They're sending me a new one. And while I was on hold, though, I'm going through my work emails that came in through vacation. Cause I, I write someone back who wanted a survey done basically. And she replies like, this is after 8 PM. And she's like, aren't you on leave? I said, well, I was, but there's credit card fraud. So I'm on hold. So I'm doing work emails while I wait. Cause I can't really do much of anything else. She's like, okay, well I was expecting you to be gone. So I'll email you Monday with my survey ideas. Cause I wasn't ready to take it that far. <laughs> she's like wanting to know some stuff to present to her her governing body. And it's like, Nope, we've never done anything like that. But what do you want? Like what like, we're going to do a survey. Let me know specifically what you want. Cause if it's like how many health departments had people work overtime in the pandemic, I just, that was her. zero. I was like, nobody did. It, it, it might be a hundred percent. I'm going to guess a hundred percent. So if it's going to be that general of a survey, I don't know necessarily that that's very worthwhile, but I mean, we can do it. At least it'll be a survey they can answer in 10 seconds. But, <laughs> but if you're wanting like more detail, like how much overtime is, you know, think about that and we can maybe get you something more meaningful. That's kind of where I was at. But, I mean, if you want something simple, I'm, I'm fine with it because they'll answer it. They'll, they love surveys that take under a minute to complete. <laughs> and so much so that I try and make all my surveys that short. Not usually 10 seconds short, but they're usually short. Anyway, so that's my credit card uh, saga. Um, in more fun news, we actually, you and David Dennis from Silverball Chronicles podcast, the history Mm -hmm. pinball podcast joined me on my watch YouTube to do a tot 
Yes. So for those, I, I think everyone knows, but tot is this or that. In pinball, it was very, I don't know, I'm sure there are some that do it in video games, but in pinball that was very popularized by Straight Down the Middle uh, YouTube channel, which doesn't seem to do them anymore. I'm sure they, they you know, on occasion they probably will, but they do, you know, hour long reviews at this point. They don't seem to do the fun things. So anyway, I thought, let's try this out on wristwatches because your ne- your depth of knowledge doesn't really matter with a tot. And you and David actually have multiple watches. So you're, you, you guys know watches. So anyway, it went, the feedback's been great on it. Yeah. And I'll have a link in the show notes if people want to it watch. It was a lot of fun. Recording. One of the cool things about doing it live on YouTube was, and I wasn't sure if I could get it to work, but it did. It actually worked really the, well. That David found out what, what, what his wife wants for her anniversary. That was great because I feel like we've brought them closer together. <laughs> we brought them closer together. We've brought them closer together. Sell a couple, three pinball machines. Just, she doesn't want an in-ground pool, okay? <laughs> Let's just say that David's wife's tastes, they do not, they do not run in the Casio vein. Okay. In fact, they ran above the price point of anything I looked at. And I had like Rolexes in this mix. So, so. Oh, that was so much fun. That was, anyway, everyone seemed to enjoy it. But, but one of the things was we were able to do live polls. So people who were watching, while we were airing it, we're actually able to make their own votes, which I thought was a really cool incorporation. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I'm planning to do another one uh, here again. But uh, and then the, only, the last thing I have in terms of an update is my uh, Sinbad pinball project. It's almost Sinbad, almost man. done. Um, I was doing my my coil sleeve replacements and and flipper bat replacements on it. And I then discovered one of the coil stops was bad. In fact, it was uh, it was sort of. Uh, op, I'm assuming an operator need to get it working again because it's like got uh, a nut on the end of it. Like they kind of built their own coil stop. So anyway, uh, so I had to order those. They've come. I've just not put them put them in yet. And I have a few light bulbs that aren't working that I've changed that either it's a connection or there's something with the driver board or something. So I need to sort out why some of the lights aren't toggling on. But otherwise, I'm I'm done with it at this point. So that's gone well. Um, and that's it for me. So let's go ahead and go formally into pinball. And I'd like to open with Toy Story 4 because just before the tournament started, you had messaged me asking if Pizza West or the nearby Nubs Pub had Toy Story 4. I right. didn't remember which it was. And then I saw it was at Pizza West. It was at Pizza West. So I, as I mentioned in the intro, you and I played against another player in tournament on the game, I didn't know if you had gotten an opportunity to play it before the tournament. No, because it was broken and we were trying to. Okay. So that... I, I was assisting yeah. in the search for the issue. The, on the specific one, um, when they got there, they were, when they got their uh, tournament director and some other people got there and they got, there was something wrong with it. And they got to looking at it. And one of the, the Woody spinner had broken and was actually, the spinner was stuck in one of the uh, scoops. So when they first got there, so they opened it up and pulled it out. And then it was realized that the little bead of copper that holds the spinner in place was missing. So we spent an extended period of time. Like they were searching for it when I got there. The the, the wire, the wire that the spinners threaded through. No, 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 no. The wire was still in place. Okay. But where the spinner goes on top of it, there's a piece of copper 
where it goes around that wire. Then there's a piece of copper that's like soldered in. Okay. That hold that that holds it in the right place and uh, okay. has the weight and it has it weighted so it settles down in the right position. Mm. It provides the weight for that. That piece was gone. So it's literally like this flat little piece of copper plate. Mm. That we are certain because we don't want it to scratch up the play field. Right, right. And, or, I, you or, don't want a twelve thousand dollar machine to have a right this rugged piece of metal just being dragged <laughs> all over. Right, or it's copper and there's electrical connections on the bottom, so that could have mm. been bad. So we were there for an extended period of time. Uh, uh, actually, from the point where I or I mean, because I ordered my food and my food arrived while we were still searching for this copper piece. Uh, and we, we never found it. Yeah. I was going to say, I take it. You didn't find it because, well, when I got there, there was, <laughs> there was someone playing toy story. So I didn't get to play toy story before the tournament. However, when the tournament was starting, Dylan, the tournament director was going through things, telling us like which games, uh, still had extra balls on and all of that. And then there was a, oh yeah. And with toy story, be on the lookout for like a copper wire thing floating around. And if you see it, stop play immediately. We will, we will figure out what to do about the game, like your tournament game, but we need to get that out. It broke off from the spinner. Yeah. And the spinner isn't in the game anymore. No. And so that was very interesting. So, so, all right. So noting that knowing we didn't have a Woody spinner, um, you and I and, and Oliver, as I noted, we were a three person game on it, like round three or four of the tournament, I think. Something like uh, that. Maybe uh, around then, I think. Maybe around two. And so we finally did get a chance to play it. Minus one spinner. And I will note, I did go to the tournament director and I asked him to give me the spinner so that I could put it back in the game so that I could score some points. And he told me no. So just bear in mind that I did try and have the full Toy Story 4 experience, Tried. but I was refused because of broken. I successfully activated super spinners, but it doesn't matter when half the spinners are gone. <laughs> That's a good point. I um Oliver activated that buzz uh, quick multi ball, and I saw mm-hmm. that was worth a lot of points. Yeah, it was. Um, I had a bad habit of not because he told me to remember to watch the screen for the carnival games. Like, and it was once I started to make sure I'd try and see that I could better know what to do. I got most of my points on ball two. I mostly just ramped out, uh, you know, left, right, left, right, uh, but. I think I had activated, I think it was a 14x bonus multiplier on ball two. So when I cashed out and drained, uh, it was very lucrative for me. Um, what were your overall thoughts on like the gameplay of it? Minus the spinner. I mean, it was, it was fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I mean, there was no obvious complaints uh, other than what we've already spoken about. It's pretty much exactly what we thought it was going to be. Um, I did the, the, the jump shot was a harder hit than I thought it would be. It was fun to hit it. I don't know if you, I did successfully hit the jump shot and that is cool. Yeah. I like to jump. It is, yeah. It's, it's a cool shot. Yeah. It, it was a hard, it was a harder shot to hit than I thought it would be. I bound, I bricked it a bunch of times, but, uh, yeah, it, it was fine. I mean, it's not going into my top 10 list mm-hmm. but it was it was a serviceable pinball machine that is not worth that price but yeah i mean yeah that'd be my i mean again i don't i don't have enough time on it to do a formal you know full review uh i thought it shot well i 
once I understood kind of what was going on, um, which I'd seen some streams of it. So I, I had a vague sense of, of what I needed to do. The non-jump ramp shots were very easy shots mm-hmm. to me. Like the right orbit into the ramp was extremely easy. Oh, I, yeah. I did have a, uh, a, obviously the spinner breaking was a bit of an issue. I did have an instance, a, a ball save resolved it, but the ball went so fast down the left out lane that the, my kickback didn't save the ball. But it did give me the ball back, so I didn't care about that. Uh, the road trip multi-ball lock on the lower left side, it fired the ball straight down the middle with no ball save. And I guess it's supposed to feed to the left flipper. And I, I mentioned that to the organizer just as a, cause I was whining and, <laughs> and he's like, well, did it rattle? Like, I guess others had had instances where the ball rattles on the release and that's what screws it up. And I was like, I didn't notice whether or not it rattled. All I noticed is that it went between my flippers and made me sad. But I mean, what can I say? It's a training wheel game. I took first place without ever having played it. So it was, yeah. I mean, you're right. The ramp shots were incredibly easy. Uh, I didn't have that issue with that multi ball because I didn't activate it. Uh, I didn't get any of the multi balls going. I just had that one locked one time. It was, and then it, it gave the ball then, back oh, gave rather ball than back. because there were already balls in there. Ah, okay. Because because Oliver was like locking stuff. Yeah, because I had it. I had I had I'd locked balls in there as well, but I hadn't. I did struggle with the scoop lock. Uh, I got it a couple of times, but that was, it kind of reminds me, well, again, it's Lawler. It kind of reminds me of the uh, size of the scoop with the electric chair and Adam's family. Like I, I I was trying to backhand it and I was, I never found the shot consistently on the backhand. So I never got that multi-ball going. I will say that I went through, I think uh, the left out lane kickback, on ball one, I had fire for me like seven times. Maybe you had the infinite kickback active because that's one of the wheel awards. Yeah, I, I, it's I like know. if it's ready and then you go out the left out lane, it then locks it in and you have a permanent left out lane safe. Because it just it 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 just, if it was like every time I did anything that went that way, it was just kicked back. So mm-hmm. it was like that left out lane was completely but, safe for me. Yeah, and that's one of the that's one of the ideal things to activate because obviously that's a huge, huge save. I think I, I did not have that. I went out the left out. I think I drained out the left out lane once the right out lane once. And then that my, my second or my final ball where it went straight down the middle out of that, out of the ball release was my unfortunate third. I mean, that was the only game that had bad feet, you know, the ghostbusters was occasionally if I'd right orbit, sometimes it must've hit a piece. Cause I had two instances where it would then feed right down the middle. It's probably the copper piece from toy story. <laughs> My my Star Trek would uh when it starts to do that, it's because one of the stand-ups has drifted into the path and I have to open it and bend it back because it just gets hit so many times it bends yeah. out of position. So, you know, those sort of things happen. But with Ghostbusters, the ball saves uh at least one of the times saved me too. But I'm rambling me on the the scope of Toy Story. So yeah, overall, yeah, the layout was was fine. Uh don't I mean the flippers did feel better to me than like GNR's flippers, so but still not like where I would bearing in mind, I'm used to stern flippers. I was just like, they still felt weak, but not, but I may I, like, I never felt like I couldn't make any of my shots. Right. So they seemed better, but not still not to what you're not an industry leading flipper. Maybe that's a good way to, I think that's a good way to, that's a good way. Unfortunate to though, with the, you know, with the broken piece and all that, it's like, it's so new. It only got there a week or two ago. I think. Yeah. So it's like, wow. Not not what you expect when you're 
He's, he's spending car prices on a game. Ripping spinner so much that the spinner just comes apart. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of spinners, let's uh, Sp- let's spin on down our pinball list to Spooky Pinball. They conducted a, a question and answer session on their Facebook page. How much spin was in their I didn't watch question it. and answer? Spin. I didn't watch it, so I can't tell you what and I the did. Aggressive questions that they had to dodge away from. <laughs> no, no, they would never. They would never dodge. Um, Nap Arcade actually has a pretty good summary of the Q&A session on his site. So I have a link in our show notes so you can just go and read it because that's what I did. Here Greatly are the- stealing Nap's work. <clears throat> Thank you, Nap. That's what I do. Thank you. Thank you, Nap. Uh, so highlights. They indicated in the during the stream that they're on schedule to finish Halloween and Ultraman as, as expected. I'm sure those people who've already sold their machines are going to be glad to finally- I guess, yeah, I guess so. Uh, and I guess as part of that, they had noted that they're currently, their output is approximately 40 pins a week at this point, which I believe is a new high record for them. So, I mean, that, that's good. That's I think that's a positive. Yeah. Um, they did say the quote from Knapp was, quote, pretty soon here, end quote, about when is total nuclear annihilation second run going to happen? So they are continuing to suggest... Um, I've always been really skeptical that they're actually doing this. I know Scott says that they are, but I've always been like the time to have done this was so so long ago, but it sounds like they're tripling down on, no, this is happening. And this indication makes it feel like maybe right after Halloween. My guess is with everything going on with jobs and everything, they want to keep the line busy between Halloween Ultraman and whatever comes next. Yeah. I just, and that's, that makes sense to me. And that's why I thought in the past they would do it that way with now when it's day one, we sell out of everything because we have better and better licenses than we used to. I mean, it's like Rick and Morty was a great license for them, regardless of the quality of the game. It's the same for Halloween Mm -hmm. and the same when Scooby-Doo comes out. So um, they did say also that they are planning to produce two different machines at the same time soon. And I wanted to to pause here to ask you, as we just talked about TNA, do you think that when they say two different machines at the same time, that they are meaning they're going to do the 2.0 or 1.5 or whatever you want to call it, TNA run, and then their new game at the same time, or two new games at the same time? I think they'll do two new games at the same time. Uh uh, and and when I first saw this, this is they're planning to produce two different machines at the same time soon. I assumed it was the same way they do in Halloween Ultraman, where it's the same layout with two different game or with two different themes. And the thing is, but they already do that, right? Like Halloween and Ultraman, they're doing at the same. I thought they were doing them at right, the same time. but I mean, they're but I mean, it just, I just think they're going to just do the continue to do. They're just it works so well with Halloween and Ultraman. They're going to do it. Again, okay. they did say in the Q and a that they are planning to do two themes with the same layout again. Yeah. So that they, they are going to do Scooby-Doo and Scoob, even though the show, even though it's been canceled, you don't think it's going to be evil dead is the second one. Nah. Why? Not? Why? Why would they? Uh, I, uh, I disagree. I think that it is going to be TNA plus this new run because why not? I don't think they're going to sell that many. So I think they think we'll go back. We already know how to build that and we're going to be building the new one. So for a while, we're going to do two 
two games at once, and then we'll start doing the lower run of whatever is going along with Scooby Doo. That's what <laughs> I think. That's a total guess. Yeah. Just because Cause, I, cause I, I think could, there's a dis, I think they're trying to distinguish between doing the same that. layout I, 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 because I they've see, been doing that already. But, right. But I, I can see that. that argument. I don't know that. And there may be another game in the wings that I don't know about. Totally. They possible. might have another. They might have we're another. Just, we're just dominoes guessing. We're not even rumoring. We're just there. guessing. We're just guessing. Um, Spooky did say they plan to be at uh, Pinball Expo this year. For those that have ever followed Spooky and Expo before, Spooky hasn't been at Expo in a long time. I mean, years. And it's, if you don't know anything about it, it's really weird because Expo is so close to them Mm -hmm. compared to other shows. Like they show up at TPF. TPF is not a short drive for Spooky. And they have to drive because they bring games. Right. So they're going to be at Expo. And uh, they also noted that they would like to revisit doing another run with their improved build quality skills that they've learned on America's Most Haunted. Uh, so I was going to say, what are your thoughts over on the Q and a thing that America's most on? I don't think that happens. I think I, you're, you're walking a weird, I, I don't know if they ever like promised and Charlie wasn't on the Q and a to my, like it was with spooky Luke and bug. Right. I, my understanding is that AMH was locked at 150. That's how they ended up selling it out when they were struggling to sell them. I don't know. You risk pissing people off. If you go back to the well on something you gave a number on, Right. TNA was always known that they could rerun it again at any quantity they want. No one went in buying TNA going, it's only going to be 550 units. Right. We all who got it know they have the full right to do it again. That wasn't the case for most of their other stuff. So I just don't see why they, I, I get why you might wish you could do it. But I can, I can see where they, if they did do it, if they did go back to it, there would be adjustments beyond just better for spooky build quality mm-hmm. uh making some art adjustments and stuff so it's not the same game i don't know if that's enough of a change but oh uh, no see i think the company will do whatever the crap the company wants and the people can get bent they they're 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 mm-hmm. not gonna care um they'll do like, like i said there i don't think i don't think the people being mad is anything they're even gonna consider i I don't see why. I mean, and I, I've given my thoughts on TNA, which which was a very, you know, for them, a very successful game for the time. And to a lot of people remains, granted, it's a Scott-developed game. It's not a Spooky-developed game. But all the, all the games Spooky's built, there are plenty of people that feel TNA is the best playing one of all of them. I don't know why you go back to the well on a non-license like America's Most Haunted. Like, there's no... I, Having played... It's, America's Most Haunted several times. I don't know why you'd go back to the I, well to I, America's I like Most Haunted better. anyway. I don't think it's their worst game at all. No. There's no reason to go back to it. Like, you're doing licenses now. You're not... The training wheels are off. There's no reason to go back and do more original concepts, especially that one. There's just not. So right. It'd be like... I can see where the thought is, is like the Stern with Stern's vaulting of games. But America's Most Haunted is not a game that would deserve a vault. No. This would be like Stern going, oh, yeah, we're vaulting Rescue 911. Especially or, since they never built that one. It'd yeah. Be very weird. I, 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 World Poker Tour. People love World Poker Tour. I love Tour. World. I love World Poker Tour. And it just needs a new translate. But it would sell. totally need just an, an art change. Just needs a new translate. It'd be fine. 
but well, fine. but but you know uh something like that the actually crap i kind of want a world poker tour vault that's actually not a terrible idea mm. you have to call it something different though yeah i don't i don't know i don't know i think the world poker tour still exists and i'm sure at this point the license is cheap again <laughs> yeah no i if they wanted to but it, they're so busy having successful like when you're behind on getting people their godzillas why would you Right. Why would you do it? Why would you? And that's the same thing here. Uh, I mean, they noted also that their next game is going to have a a rec, a new record for the number of sculpts included. Uh, Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle holds their current record for custom sculpts. So just as a a tidbit. Uh, But again, I if they've got Scooby Doo and then whatever the second layout, uh, you know, excuse me, theme is for the same layout. I again, I don't know why you go back to. Not to be, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean, but I don't know why you go back to nothing burgers like America's Most Haunted when, uh, regardless of how good Scooby is, you know, it's going to sell out day one. That's the thing where there's all this talk about one of the things and I want to touch on before we move to this was when we, um, when we mentioned the idea of the, the, the two themes, same layout that they said they, they plan to do again. Some of the fans of Spooky have, don't like that they said that because in their opinion, the problem with Halloween and Ultraman is because you have to program for both games, that that's part of the reason why those games have suffered. Do you agree with that? I don't think that's why those games have suffered. I think those games have suffered because they're poorly designed and aren't fun. I concur. I don't, the rules and it's been, I mean, we haven't played him, either of them since the Texas Pinball Festival, but as near as I could tell when I played them at the show, the rules were basically the same. So what's the diff other than the art and the and the animation assets? If the rules are the rules, uh, I don't think there's, I mean, maybe they have, you can only, I guess you could be fairly aggressive and change up the rules a lot, even with the same layout, but I don't, I never got that impression. Like the, Hedge multi-ball had its equivalent version in Ultraman and all that. I don't think they were that different. So I I don't agree. I don't think having Ultraman being the same layout had anything to do with the PowerPoint animation quality on Halloween. No. I just don't. If if those are the, where there are the people having to do the customization, like the animation assets, as long as you have different people doing those, you will be able to avoid the problem, even right. doing the same layout. So. Right, and at that point, it just becomes a matter of how many uh, workers do you have on those projects. Mm. So, anyway, interesting. Moving on, uh, some of these other ones we're going to fly through pretty quick, but Chicago Gaming Company. So, as you know, Tony, as many of our listeners know, there has been a long, long delay on the Cactus Canyon Remake Limited Edition and the SE Plus because of the toppers. They haven't been able to build the toppers. Well, CGC representative has come out and did say that they are close on finally being able to have the long-awaited toppers. And at this point from when that statement was made, it's roughly five weeks out, about five to six, five weeks out for them, according to CGC, to be ready to finally ship those toppers. So we're talking another month and a half or so, almost two months. So that's going to be bringing them right up to a year from the initial release mm-hmm. and taking of orders. Yeah. 
yeah, because that gets pretty close to Expo. I mean, we're within a month of it. So, yeah, uh, I mean, at least they're finally given a date. Uh, so there's that. Uh, home pin. We talked about home them pin. not that long ago. Uh, this is Spinal Tap Pinball. This is Home Pin they Pinball. Did, uh, they did have an announcement that they had uh, loaded up two games for PinFest, which is in Australia, Newcastle. Uh, that happens in in September. So that's all proceeding as anticipated. So that game will be there. So Australians will get a chance to uh, try Spinal Tap out. They, they can try Spinal Tap from Homepin. From Homepin. Yep. Homepin. Uh, next item, Deep Root. Now you're. Wow. You're, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're like, whoa, 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 wait a moment. Deep Root's out of, out of business. Why would we be talking about them? Well, the reason is I checked the pin side thread on the Deep Root discussions and famed investigative deep root specialist blueberry johnson had been interviewed on uh the backhand pinball twitch channel about deep root and during that interview my understanding is he discussed an unknown what was the a hereto unknown to the public deep root title i only just saw this so i did not see or check to see if there was a vod of the twitch discussion however after that interview blueberry johnson on pinside did share a couple of promotional images from that unrealized theme, Men in Black Alien Crisis. Now, I've given you a little picture in the show notes, in our internal show notes, Tony. I do have a link in our external show notes for our listeners to be able to go and uh, see the post with the images. Um, I've given you the the main image, and this image of is a dude that you can't make out. His face is obscured in shadow holding a men in black gun and there are aliens and he's in the men in black suit. Now you may not know this, Tony, because I didn't know this, but I do my research. That image is straight up from now in the lower left corner of the image, it says deep root pinball, but that image itself is from a video game because there was a men in black alien crisis video game. I don't rem- I didn't remember this, but I searched it because I was like, okay, so they're doing a, not movie men in black, but the, the way the art for this like promo stuff, it made me think this already existed and it does. It exists from the, from the DVD cover. So for those of you who are like me and didn't know about this alien crisis was a 2012 video game. It's an on rails third person, uh, game Activision published it, but it's from a company called fun labs. Uh, you probably don't know the name Fun Labs, but you know their games because they're known for making a bunch of those Cabela's games. They're they're uh. Romanian, de- they're a Romanian developer. So anyway, this game, as I know, 2012 came out on the Wii, PS3, and the Xbox 360. Um, the game, the on rails game, was partially based on the the Men in Black Three. I think I'd have to go back and check, but I think the pug dog voice actor did the voicing for the for that game. I could see why Deep Root would choose this simply because it has the phrase men in black on it. And if you're licensing off of the video game, oh, it's got to be cheap. This game was universally hated. It's based off of the game's rating, Tony. It makes no sense to choose this. GameSpot rated this game 2.5 out of 10. And the only other rating I saw was from Eurogamer. Two out of ten, not seven out of ten, Tony. Not five out of ten. And we've talked about the gradeflation that happens in video games. Two and two point five are horrific, horrific. My guess 
What's your guess? Because why would you take a two out of ten game? <laughs> My guess is that they were just doing taking pre-created assets to do filler assets for whatever they're wanting for whatever they were doing or trying to uh, sell to a licensor. It, it could have been something where they threw together something just as a show. It's like, Oh yeah, we do something like this. And you know, we wouldn't be exactly like, but it's just kind of a general idea of what we're going to do here. It's a pinball machine and it says men in black alien, blah, 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 blah. Well, well, Okay, I could see that. But Having not what, seen the interview, I don't know how. Right, I don't right, know what right. All. No, no. I, well, and he wasn't. D, uh, Blueberry didn't work for Deep Root, so right. we, we wouldn't have probably unless some of his his spies and informants told him about the the logic behind it. And I don't think this was never in the presentation deck for the Deep Six, so so I don't know how far along this one was. My assumption seeing this was. Pinheads aren't going to know Men in Black Alien Crisis. They'll see Men With in Black. With a score like that, nobody's going to know right. Men in Black but Alien Crisis. But they're going to see they're going to see Men in Black, and then what we do as this like that is based off of a video game versus a movie doesn't matter. It'll sell because the license is Men in Black, as far as dumb pinheads are concerned. Right. And maybe if someone coming up with the idea was familiar, they might be like. Oh yeah, the game was terrible, but we could take the concept of an on rails game and lend it to pinball. Like making shots is just like making shots in an on mm-hmm. for those that haven't played an on rails game. Usually everything's sort of scripted as you move around. And a lot of those, you know them from arcades a lot of times in the first person format. This was third, but but where you use the the laser gun, like the infamous uh alien game that we paid like fifty dollars to win yeah. at Dave and Buster's. Right. So it's on rails, you have a gun, the aliens pop up, it's scripted. You know, that stuff can work with set shots on pinball. Those are your rails. Right. I could see all of that. It's just like, and honestly, if it was like, well, we don't have to license the movie. We could buy the game license from the game people. And it was going to cost like a buck 50. I mean, come it's on. Be like lunch money at this point. maybe they were like, you know what? We can't spend thousands of dollars on a license. What can we get for what's in my pocket? You can get <laughs> men in black alien crisis. It's what you can get. What's in my pocket. Like, holy crap. What a terrible idea. Just based off the game's feedback. I have not played this, <laughs> and I will not. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Take one for the team, Dennis. If you want to give to our Patreon, and then I'll go ahead and buy We don't have one. But I if I did, We have a Patreon? When did we get a Patreon? We're getting one now so that if you if we raise one, if we raise if we raise $1,000 through our Patreon, I will play this. Now we gotta, Now we got to figure out Patreon tiers. That's our tier. Oh, we, we'd have to be good. We'd have to have multiple tiers. I don't know. You research that. I don't want to think about what, it. What, what would be good pinball tiers for the Patreon? Mm. One of them could be, if you're at a certain level, then you're allowed to submit us games to play. Speaking of <laughs> games to play, Matt Roberts has given us a new game to play. Ooh. Hey, Matt. Didn't see you in the Patreon subscription list, but this was sent via email, which I guess is like Segway. our version of Patreon. <laughs> hey, I think this was a pretty good segue. We're worthy of Paul Blart, Malkoff. <laughs> I think I pulled it off Yay. really well. All right. So Matt has given us a new game. He's taken the feedback from the last game, which a lot of the listeners are like, they didn't get it. They didn't like it. This one's different. This one's actually going to have a social media involvement. So look after this episode comes out to our Facebook at, which is facebook.com slash eclectic gamers podcast. Cause that's where I'll present this. But essentially these are 10 questions, multiple choice, Tony. 
We're going to go through them. There's not right or wrong answers. There's always right or wrong answers. That's That can be your opinion. And listeners will be able to play along and, and play along on the social media page. And then the idea is, though, we will go through this. I'll also, when I post this, I'll post all the questions with their answers as a Facebook post. And then as comments to them, I'll post the list of what your answers were. So I'm going to make, I have notes to write them down. You got your notebook. I do. And I'll put mine in as well. And the idea is based off of what we say on these pinball questions, what game or games would best satisfy us? It's like based off the way uh, Matt has described this is kind of like the sorting hat from Hogwarts is what this is trying to do. So here's the uh, so here's the part. Here's what it says. This is what Matt wrote. Take this quiz. Let the community help you discover your unrealized favorite pinball mashup by answering these questions related to the rules of the game. Just choose the option that describes the kind of pinball you like best. Listeners, be sure to suggest submit your suggested mashups for Tony and Dennis on the social media that I described before. We are talking about one, two, or three machines that best match the patchwork of answers you are about to hear. Then don't forget to include your own answers and you can include those in comments under our Facebook post. Remember, pick one response to finish each statement. So here we go, Tony. Question one. I feel like a pinball whiz, uh, a great player when I A, roll the score, B, score multi-millions, C, score billions, nay, a gazillion points. So A, B, or C. A, who doesn't like to flip it? That's the same for me. Not rolling the score is easily yeah. feels the yeah. best. I might, I might score like 15 billion points in a game that's hard to score 15 billion points. But then if I if I roll if I roll an old EM, I just feel like. And the thing is, feel people like don't understand. Like when you say 15 billion points, unless people are really familiar, they'll be like, I don't know if that's good on Toy Story 4 versus uh, Attack from Mars or not. Right. But everyone knows if you roll it, yeah, you flipped it. All right. So we're both option A on that one. All right. Question number two. I would rather have A, 5X bonus every ball. B, 5X shot multiplier for the rest of the ball. Or C, 5X play field once per game, twice if I'm lucky. That's a little bit tough. That's clever. I actually, of all of these... I think this is my favorite question he's got on here. Or go ahead and say mine while you think. I'll take the 5X play field once per game. That will be mine. So I'm going to choose option C. And the reason is that would be all of the shots. And, right. And while I would get longer time, I mean, I don't know. But again, it it kind of depends because if the game has a lot of beefy bonus, oh, like, again, my first place on Toy Story 4 was thanks to the multiplier on my bonus. Right. That's how I did and, it. And, and, and that's where it's... T- but but of my favorite, I, I like I like it when I have a bonus for the play field, but like Walking Dead's 2X. So that's why yeah. I, that's why I'm doing C. But I, I, I don't think you're wrong because it feels real good when you've got that play field bonus. I, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to go with the play field bonus. Okay. Tony's a C also. All right. Question three, Tony. I consider perfectly balanced play to be a multi-ball after multi-ball after multi-ball. This is the way B two or three multi-ball options. This is the way C one main multi-ball. This is the way or D multi-ball. We don't need no stinky multi-ball parenthetical. This is the way I'm going to go with a D 
because multi-ball is a lot of fun, but if your game is well-designed without a multi-ball, then adding a multi-ball just makes it better. But if you're just relying on multi-balls to make people think that they're doing good and that they're having something special, it doesn't mean that your game's actually good and it doesn't make it actually fun to play. Mm. Okay. I will differ. I will go B. I would want two or three main multi-balls. That's my favorite format. I hate multi-ball saturation. I think it's yeah. It's just, it's really, really no. It's so if there I get it. Most of the time when there's multi-ball saturation, there are a lot of lesser multi-balls. So for example, with Godzilla, you have the building multi-ball and Mecha Godzilla. Those are the two main multi-balls. But there is tank multi-ball, which is worth a lot of points. So maybe you want to count it as a main. There's the bridge multi-ball. I mean, it's got a lot of multi-ball. That's not why I like Godzilla. Right. But what I, I like more like the Star Trek approach where it's like, okay, the main multi-balls are there's Enterprise, uh, you know, Vengeance multi-ball. The easy multi-ball. And then there's co- and then there's the Klingon multi-ball, mm-hmm. which is the, the bigger one. And it's like, it's approachable. You can strategize around it. I like games to have multi-ball because there are times where I think strategically it makes sense for you to want to have the safety of the multi-balls. What I don't like is like 90s era. The way to win this game is you must have multi-ball. Yeah. So I do want there to be choice because I don't want multi-ball to be the crutch of the only way to do victory. But- Bottom line is uh, I I basically want multi-ball to exist at least one in every game. And ideally, I want there to be more than one. So. And, and, and so for it to be balanced out because, like right, you right. said, if it's where, oh, the only points in the game are in the multi-ball mm-hmm. or the opposite side of the coin, the multi-ball doesn't matter because there's no points in the mm-hmm. multi-ball. In either situation, that ruins right. everything. They and, need, and they so, need to be worthwhile. Yeah, Guns and Roses is a case in point where it's like you stuck multi-balls everywhere, but what, it's like uh, the songs are everything. So right. that's the multi-ball that matters, and all the other ones are like just stuff, noise. It doesn't feel like they were balanced, but what do I know? All right, we finally differed on one. Question four. I expect some extra credit for combo shots. A- when I trace complex geometric shapes with the ball, <laughs> B, when I thread unique shots together, C, when I manage to string anything together, <laughs> or D, when I am playing Galaga instead of pinball. So no combos. I like C. If I manage to make something work, it, 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 it's good. But I can understand where like really high-end players, uh, not me-level players, Will would aim for something that is much more difficult. Mm-hmm. But if I can successfully pull it off three or four times in a row, I, that that's good for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is. I mean, when they and that's sort of like with Star Trek, how if you hit a shot and then you hit a different shot, another different shot, it's like you get a combo. Um, the only thing is, I don't feel anything when I do that. Like I'm glad I got the points, but like it's not a goal of mine. So I'm going to choose B to actually thread unique shots together. I don't want to do this intricate, you know, like, okay. So let me cite Godzilla again. Uh, during the, the ra- there's like a rage mode where you need to hit the right ramp yeah. in a time. And then you need to hit the left ramp and then you need to hit the inner orbit. And then you need to, or yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the inner orbit. And then you need to hit the loop shot. I think, I think that's, I don't know. I've never completed it. That one's too much. But kind of like the Lawler philosophy of shot, 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 like a three-shot combo. Right. I like that. 
So, so it's idea- not just you did two things real fast isn't enough to trigger, but it's like I hit this and then another thing that I had to specifically aim for as opposed yeah. to just lobbing uh, yeah, it back Yeah, I don't want there. it to be like you hit a shot and then you hit another shot, Steve Ritchie style. I do actually prefer the more Lawler. Okay, it's going to be this shot, this shot, this shot. But that's it. Pretty straightforward. But the combo is specific. So specific but easily understood. So that's why I'm going to Actually, I'm... I agree with you. I will move. Oh, you've moved. That from makes C to B. you. You, got, you have convinced me that that it. is because the other is just shooting shots, and then it doesn't. It's like matter. you get rewarded because you didn't brick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I get rewarded when I didn't brick anyway because I got the points for making the right. shot. Is my is right. my thought. So. so that gives that that you're right. That definitely gives it more. It's just the weird. As long as it's not the weird, shoot this shot. Then you have to bank off of this to this other oh, yeah, spe- yeah, yeah. upper flipper and get this yeah. shot, which activates the third shot. Which, if you can make, will activate the fourth shot, which is where the points are actually hidden, and it activates a multi-ball. Yeah, we, we, we don't need no hidden points. All right, question five. We're halfway through. I feel the thrill and excitement of rising action should lead up to A, earning wows or the special, B, activating one, quote, satisfying wizard mode, C, five or more wizard modes. So what do you want things to build up to? I like... See, I've never been a huge fan of the mini wizard modes. I like to have one big, like ha- I like to have different little s- distinct things that build up to the point where you get to like one big wizard mode. Mm. So I think that's the route I'm going to go. So you're going to go with B. I'm going to go with B. B, the one wizard mode. And I'm actually going to go with C. I do like the mini wizard modes. And, you know, this one's tough because having one main mis- wizard mode with like 90s depth makes a lot of sense. And I'm good right. with that. And then with the modern games where I like, I know I'm not going to see dinosaurs rule the earth. So I need baby's first mini wizard. <laughs> so, so that's what I need. I, uh, but a, I actually, um, because I've played so many like Gottlieb EMs where all special is, is replay and there are no points. I actually feel like nothing when I get a special. Yeah, no, very much. So I actually don't like a, um, yeah. And which is unfortunate because I think had I been in a different mindset and was playing on location back in the day and that was what your goal was, was to get the replay, I have a different opinion. But I don't. Right. That's how it is. I I light special all the time on hoops and I'm just like, it's not worth anything. I'm not going for it. Um, Okay. So we differed on that one. Number six. I can't wait to try out a A, secret skill shot. B, secret combo. C, secret quote cheat d secret flipper code or e secret cow level secret cow level i don't know enough about the cow levels secret cow level okay i'm gonna go with a on this one i actually have all these ones i think the one i i actually actively try and do the most is to figure out and execute the secret skill shots so like TNAs where you bounce off the left flipper, immediately flip the right flipper off of a plunge and get it into the ball lock. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's a million points or you died. Well, yeah. Anyway, it's one of the, one happens. or the other. It happens. But, but it's cow level. Yeah. Well, that's where and then you can go beat. People that's your, that's leg. your video game Easter egg enthusiasm uh-huh. shining through. That's exactly what that is. Okay. And then I can go beat somebody with Wurt's leg. All right. Number seven, seven. I approve of promoting literacy through a spelling international rescue. <laughs> B, spelling Paragon, or C, spelling TNT? I like Paragon. I'm going with Paragon. TNT. That's the one I'm choosing. 
ACDC for the win. I don't want to spell in games. So I need baby's first spelling lesson. Where it's just like, get the N in the middle and you're a winner. Yay! Yay! I'm a wiener. All right. Question eight. When it comes to modes, A, I take the red pill. I pick my own path. B, I take the blue pill. The machine maintains control. C, I realize the, sp- the truth. There is no spoon, no modes. I prefer picking my mode. I really do. So do I. So do I. Uh, there are some games where I don't care. Like, uh, I don't really necessarily care which song GNR plays, and I'll leave right. it on default. Uh, but like with Star Trek and Godzilla, I like to pick my mission, pick my kaiju. And that was exactly my thoughts were Star Trek, Godzilla, mm-hmm. like Deadpool, is stuff like that. But when it's stuff like pick the song and the song doesn't make any sort of difference whatsoever, then it's like, yeah, I don't, right, I don't right. care then. But yeah. The only, then the only I do like modes, though. I like modes. Yeah, yeah. I like modes and I, I prefer to pick it because there's some modes that I just think are more fun than mm-hmm. others. Okay. Question nine. The fatal flaw I hate least is, okay, so this is the one you're most accepting of. A, a ketchup feature. Oh, Oh, well, I guess that one's not going to win. B, having a ball taken away or stolen. C, a huge scoring exploit. D, no ball save. E, bugs in the code. No ball save. All right. Tony's is no ball save. And mine actually is the ability to steal balls. See, that one doesn't... But for me, those two are about the same. Yeah. The, I mean, so, the other option would have been the no ball save. I, yeah. I, um, I mean, on older games where you know there's no ball save, I go in expecting it. But with a game like TNA or whatever, where you know there's ball stealing, it's like, I'm, I'm cool with it and I know that. When people take a game that has ball save and turns it off, pisses me off. Sorry, Josh Sharp. Pisses me off. I don't like that. I don't like that strategy. It's there for a reason for us to learn. Let us learn. Why can't we learn? It was programmed originally for that. That's, That's right. To That's be the there. default settings, Josh. I'm actually, come on, Josh. All right. Last question. Question ten. This one's the longest on option. So, so broaden your mind, Quaid, and get ready. I love handy. I love being handed easy points from a a bagatelle. B. A special outlane bonus. C, a mystery award. D, a video mode. E, an extra ball. F, pity multiball. D, excuse me, G, the doodle bug. H, interrupting commander data. I, playing shoot the RPG and other backblast games. J, bombs, booms, missiles, and torpedoes. K, other, and specify if you choose K. I actually appreciate there being points in the outlines. All right, so special outlane bonus is your favorite. Yeah. Kind of like Walking Dead if you yeah. get, got bit. Yeah. I, I, I like that because yeah, that, that, that softens the blow of the outlane and it, the others. Some of the, old, the other stuff, like, like occasionally the back glass stuff like 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 on the rpg and all that stuff can be okay but it, they get annoying after a while yeah yeah i uh i was tempted to choose the rpg one i'm gonna actually choose option f which is pity multi-ball 
Give me my pity. Daddy East coming to my rescue. Give me that pity multiple. That's, that's kind of how I view Like Things are going really bad on Star Trek, for example. You know what? Vengeance multi-ball, especially if some t- torpedoes built up, is basically a gimme. Ain't going to be worth any, anything, especially if you're not in a mode. But you know what? Sometimes you just need to get yeah. Sometimes you just need those easy points to be like, you know what? I can I can do this. I can come back. Do it on, on like a... Oh, the game just left my head. Uh where for your skill shot you choose you choose your your skill shot to lock a ball for multi ball so you can guarantee yourself oh like no fear on oh, no fear yeah so it's things where you guarantee a ball three multi ball yeah yeah, yeah and-, and it used to be with the old code like Daddy East Jurassic Park code with, without the Chad H update was like you got multi ball on ball three if you hadn't earned it in the game up until that point the main multi ball yeah <laughs> but in a pity way like here you go yeah. but no the oh my loathing of point stealing mm. and oh god no and the catch-up modes oh, that catch-up. And the, well yeah i knew on the fatal flaw thing you weren't you, you probably thought of bugs bunny the moment that, that was the dude that i still one. remember laughing and laughing of course i think i ended up winning because of that where it swapped our scores at the end yeah it's like holy cow talk about that's worse than any mario kart rubber banding i ever saw yeah Wow. Okay. I mean, that, well, that's it. That, that, that is worth. That is worse than the Mario Party star oh, catch up yes. BS. Yeah, Mario Party. Oh, oh, Mario Party. Okay. Well, all right. So that's it for the game. I'll get all those answers and questions up on the Facebook after I get the episode on 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 the air. So we only have one last thing, Tony, in pinball, and that is Rumor Corner. Rumor tain me. Give it. Give me. Give me the rumor. Well, we need people to write into us, Tony, uh, at eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com because I'm kind of running low on rumors. This one, I did not make this rumor up. Sometimes people think I make up the rumors. I can neither confirm nor deny that sometimes I have done that. But I can confirm this one I did not make up. However, it kind of, in my rumor bones, it feels like a rumor troll. So I'm just going to note that because this one seems a little sus to me. But here, here's the rumor that I, I received via email. Jersey Jack Pinball has the James Bond license. We've been talking about that Stern for a long time has been rumored to have the James Bond license. Right. I have now heard that JJP actually has James Bond. However, I was also told in the rumor that it's specifically the George Lazenby film. So that would be on Her Majesty's Secret Service. No, he was the Australian uh, actor who played I, James Bond for one movie. I, no, this is the this is the rumor that this is the rumor I have. This this the one where he gets married. Yeah, no I know. other movie does James Bond get married, so they could really like maybe have the the chapel yes. or something. I no, they could no. have the skiing scene. No, I think George I is just, still alive. Maybe he could do callouts. I'm just no. Are you rumor tamed? I'm rumor hopeful that it's trolled. Okay. Well, you might be rumor troll. <laughs> of all of the James Bond stuff, that's it's is it the George worst? Time. No, but no, it's probably that spoof Casino Royale is that the worst. Would be the worst. Is the worst. Yes. This is I, I wouldn't even rate this as the worst James Bond of the serious James Bond films no. as a movie. But for a 
But it was such a weird period because he he came in and he did the film because uh, for those that don't know, Sean Connery didn't want to do James Bond anymore because he's tired of only doing the one thing. They brought him back, Sean, back for the next movie. Yes, and then they, they were able never to, say never again. And then they were able to uh, to to change over to Roger Moore. And then Sean Connery then did another that that not with eye on the the Thunderball remake. Yeah, I forget what that the, one was called. Because people don't consider it official. It's the one where they play the the pain video game. Yeah. Um. But anyway, that's are you? You already said you're rumor trolled. I'm That's it. Trolled. I have nothing else to say. We're going on video games, Tony. Guide us. Guide <laughs> us to safety. <laughs> Top Gun dinosaurs. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Welcome to the video game segment. Okay. For video games, I fear the best way to start talking about video games today is to start talking about movies. Okay. That's different. Sonic 3 has been confirmed for 23. Okay. I've not seen the second one. The first one after they changed I, I him from Human Tooth. It's it's I wouldn't see it in the theater, but it it's it was fun. I I've read people who liked it better than Detective Pikachu. That's impressive because I consider Detective Pikachu probably the best video game to movie mm. thing yeah. there is. But Sonic is Sonic. Meow. So but the reason I want to start here is because there's this huge list of things that are coming to TV or movies, uh, uh, video games being made into TVs or movies. We know we've talked about in the past, Uncharted, Last of Us, uh, the Fallout, all of there's, there's picture leaks from the sets of the Fallout TV series coming out. Uh, they have now announced a Days Gone movie, oh, okay. uh, which is that kind of zombie right, right, post-apocalyptic yeah. remember pandemic that game. thing uh, that is being that is coming out and it's being described as a love ballad to motorcycle movies and a modern day western oh okay sure I, i'm all for it zombies motorcycles why not i thought I that was daryl's entire character on walking dead but okay yeah well i mean that's kind of that that was the big stuff in the I mean, I've not I've not played Days Gone, but a lot of the Days Gone stuff it opened with motorcycle stuff and mm-hmm. and yeah, so it, maybe sure why not? But also, Sega has decided to get into this whole movies from from video game. So they announced two Space Channel Five. <laughs> Because this is what we need. <laughs> I like this is what the world needs. We need a movie about a journalist doing viral dances to kill the aliens. That's exactly. And they're also doing Comic Zone. I don't remember which, Comic Zone. Uh, I didn't either, but it's, it's a game where you're a comic car- a creator who's been pulled into your mm. comic creation okay. and stuff. But it, it it makes more sense than Space Channel no, 5 Space is Channel a movie. Space Channel 5 is the, what we need. Space Channel 5 is l- going to literally be TikTok, the movie. <laughs> Who Who's going to play Space Michael? I... I I, I, Space Mike. I, I have no Space idea. Space Michael is a core part, and Michael Jackson isn't as popular uh, as he used to be. 
I, I, I don't know. I just, oh man, I read that. I literally had to read it like four times oh, wow. and I still am like, is this an April fool's joke in August? It's like the ultimate April fool's joke. We wait till August. There's no way this is real, but it, it appears to be. We'll see. Okay. Oh, I don't see how it could possibly work, but uh Jedi fallen order mm. is releasing a novel to cover the time gap between the first Jedi Fallen Order game and Jedi Survivor, which is the sequel that's coming out. And that novel will then get a movie. Probably. And, well, and the expectation is that and the main character from Jedi Fallen Order is going to be getting into, will probably be appearing in some of the Disney Plus Star Wars shows. Okay. A lot of people seem to think he'll be an Andor for some reason. Hmm. I, I was hearing that he was going to start writing a Vespa in Book of Bubba Fett. <laughs> Book of Bubba Fett Vespa. Mm, we're a Vespa gang. Let's go. 360 Wee! spin. <laughs> oh, what a terrible show. <laughs> it had its moments. It did. The its Mandalorian moments were when moments. Mando was yeah. on scene. <laughs> was there. Mandalorian moments yeah. were great. First episode was okay, too. But after that. Uh... Yeah. Uh, last episode, we had talked about the Knights of the Old Republic remake issues where it's on indefinite hold and the art director and programming director had both been canned and they were looking for new ones. The parent company of the company doing the the remake, uh, Embracer is the parent company, has announced that one of its major AAA projects has been transitioned from one studio within its group to another studio within its group to... Uh, better or to give it the type of quality that is expected for the title, which between those comments and other rumors coming out of Embracer, uh, uh, makes most people think that KOTOR got pulled away from the company that had screwed it all up and was handed to another company. Okay. Uh, internally, but I thought we'd talk a little bit more about Embracer group because we've talked about them a couple of times lately. And in addition to that, uh, talk about that AAA project that they won't, they have not confirmed what it was that's moved. Uh, they've made another big move as they are in the middle of purchasing Middle Earth Enterprises, which owns all of the rights to the Tolkien stuff. Mm-hmm. All of it. Um, when the purchase is finished and goes through, they'll own the rights to the movies, the video games, the board game, everything. Everything related will be to Tolkien's works will be owned by Embracer Group. Which means Embracer Group is pretty large. So uh, I did a quick little rundown um, for those people who don't really know who Embracer Group is. Uh, they used to be known as Nordic Games. I and remember then they, that. And then they were THQ Nordic. Uh, they have about 13,000 employees worldwide. Wow. And uh, just some of their current su- uh, subsidiaries, most of which has a major number of subsidiaries underneath them, is uh, Asmodee. Uh, they're one of the biggest tabletop game publishers in the world. Uh, they, 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 they're the ones who own seven wonders, Catan ticket to ride pandemic. That's all Asmodee mm. or subsidiaries of Asmodee. Uh, and they also have other, some of the big like fantasy flight games, Z man games, days of wonder. Again, the games you, the people you see all the time, uh, putting games out all owned by, or all subsidiaries of Asmodee. So they're huge there. Um, uh, they own Coffee Stain, 
Uh, so, which is Goat Simulator, Satisfactory, Deep Rock Galactic, Valheim, Sanctum, um, Dark Horse Media. Oh, which is the parent company of yeah, Dark Horse Comics comic. and Dark Horse Dark Horse Entertainment. Uh, so, yeah, they have all of that. Uh, Decca Gaming's uh, whose big thing right now is the Realm of the Mad God, um, MMO RPG first person mm-hmm. shooter thing, Gearbox. So Borderlands, Homeworld, and about a billion other things. Uh, Play On, um, which used to be known as Coke Media, and is everything. They have enough. They're so large by themselves that they could be a whole other just major massive company. Hmm. But they're owned by Embracer Group. Uh, Saber Interactive, uh, which also has a massive number of subsidiaries, but they do uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance, Snow Runner, Space Marine Two, Gloomhaven, and just tons and tons of other games, and obviously THQ Nordic. Uh, so yeah, Embracer is an extremely large holding group that has heavy inroads into everything. So uh, them having getting more ties in with Star Wars, uh, getting more ties in with Lord of the Well, to the point of owning all of the Lord of the Rings rights is going to do interesting things mm-hmm. for a group that already has that many major companies under it. I'll be a hundred percent honest. Part of me wants to know what gearbox could do with a Lord of the Rings title. Gearbox for me is a company that I, it's mostly because of Randy Richford yeah. that I haven't really been enthused by much of anything that gearbox has been doing. Granted, I have not played the latest Borderlands. I did I did play the first two Borderlands, and I really enjoyed those. But mm-hmm. after the whole Colonial Marines debacle and their misuse of money, I mean, maybe under Embracer, they they can't get away with that. And it sounds like Randy's been stepping away because he it seems obsessed, this is my judgment, obsessed with you know rubbing elbows with Hollywood stars, and like that's what he wants to be as like a rock star. So I, maybe he's out and not going to be a problem anymore, but... I mean, for me, Gearbox, like as long as they stay in their comfort zone of Borderlands-esque cell shaded gaming, they're good. And then everything else, I feel like they're overrated. But that's but I mean, they also did like or or had direct ties in be, and are their subsidiaries of Gearbox have done like the Homeworld games and Damn. play them. Oh, yeah. No, those are like some of the just purest, best gaming of its type. The world scene, in my opinion. Uh but yeah, no, it's just, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with how large it, And the fact that a group that's this large and hence all of this stuff is still not one of the big, huge guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're big, but they're not huge. The fact that, uh, especially like play on most of play on subsidiaries, uh, the primary thing they do ports, they've got whole subsidiaries that they, all they do are, are ports. Uh, to different systems. Uh, so it, they're, they're kind of everywhere. Um, and because I didn't go too deep into everything this year or this year, this episode, uh, the last big thing I have is overwatch two. We talked last time that it's coming. They're not October, doing another. They're, yeah. yeah. It's coming in October. They're not doing another open beta. They're just going to drop it. Um, they are dumping the loot box system. They're going with the battle pass system and an in-game store, uh, which is fine. I like, I prefer that. I don't like loot box systems. I've talked about that in the past. On the other hand, 
they sent surveys out to people that was asking people, like, would they be willing to spend $45 for a yeah, scan? Yeah, I heard the survey had spooked people because the pricing on it options were got really high. Yeah. And it's a survey. They, right, right, right. I, it, it says all sorts of crazy stuff. I don't think they're really going to do that, but I just... Who thought that uh, when you're putting right. out a, that you're even going to put that as an option because you know it's going to leak and that is going to become the talking point. It's like, they want to charge $50 for my new Diva skin. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little much. Uh, they've also started giving uh, Overwatch players the chance to merge their Overwatch and Overwatch 2 accounts so they can use a single account to carry over the progress and cosmetics mm-hmm. and all the stuff they already have. So I don't know. Have you merged your accounts yet? No, I, I, I didn't realize I had to. You don't have to. Well, because my understanding was Overwatch uh, 1 PVP is becoming Overwatch 2, so I figured it just would happen. But uh, yeah, Well, yeah, the big thing, the, way, the reason they're doing it seems to be, and a lot of it is for consoles, is because uh, the new system is going to have cross-platform progress. Mm. So you could unlock things on your Xbox, and then you could go fire Overwatch up on your computer, and you'd have all your unlocks from the Xbox. Okay. Because, yeah, I do have two separate. I have a PC Overwatch account and a Right. So you can merge those accounts. So you can do it, especially because Overwatch 2 is, you know, free-to-play, blah, 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 blah. So... It'll it'll give you the options to maintain everything across. Uh, there are some special rules on it, like you're only allowed to merge one account per um, game. I believe is what it was. Hmm. So, like, if uh, like you and your kids all had accounts that you played on the one game. On, on your console at different times. It sounds like only one of them could mm-hmm. be merged to merge with. They're probably trying thing. to deal something with Smurfs would be my guess. But, yeah. Cause there's a big Smurf problem in overwatch. There's a lot of big problems in overwatch. Just the reason I haven't played it in several years. No, it's much better than it used to be. Is it? No, you there's been no everything. updates for like three years. No, it's everybody's not. gone. The only people has gone. All that's left is toxicity. No, I actually find matches really quick, but at least in the fun modes, I haven't tried ranked in a long time, but yeah, but in the like quick play, uh, you know, uh, random characters and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know, I know. I don't remember if I'd mentioned it. I think I mentioned it on one of the previous podcasts, but I was clearing space out on my, on my computer and I deleted all of my old blizzard games because yep, I wasn't playing that. any of them. You did. And they're like, your account is locked because something strange happened. Something's a brewing. <laughs> There's something wrong. $45 yeah, skin. I'll get you back in the game. <laughs> Just come buy your $45 Diva skin. I, yeah, I don't think they'll price them that high. But, oh, you know oh, what? Who knows? I, Who I knows? Don't. Honestly, I dare not promise. That. Considering when the financials came out, how much money they're making off of Diablo and more. Don't you it, all have wallets? Apparently, yes. Apparently, yes. Apparently. I mean, I. it's an ongoing problem. I know a lot. Some people are very good at going and doing free-to-play games and staying, and, and never spending anything. Other people spend a little amount here and there. Uh, uh, on the free-to-play games I play, I like to get something little that's special a couple of times a year because if I'm playing the game, I feel like I... If I'm playing the game that much, I feel like I should support the mm. game. But, I mean, 
there are people out there and I've talked to people who've quit playing games because it's like, I, I just can't afford it. It's like, it's a free to play game. I was spending $300 a month. Hmm. It's like, okay. Oh, okay. That's like a car payment <laughs> on, on, uh, that's like Netflix plus Hulu plus Paramount plus plus Discovery plus HBO, which is now combined with Discovery, Discovery plus and yeah, yeah, that's Disney plus Amazon Prime. Yeah, I don't know what to say about the whole Discovery HBO yeah. Max thing. I I don't know. I lo- I like HBO Max. HBO Max is is a really good service, and it's one of the three I watch the most. But I've heard terrible, terrible things about Discovery Streaming Service. So. Well, they'll be together, so you can together forever. That'll they're probably the just best gonna, of both. They're probably just going to cancel everything that's on HBO. They're, no, just the Batman stuff they want to do. Gonna, they're going to get rid of the Batman stuff. They're going to get rid of the 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 all the other cancel things. And, oh, we're not going to. We went and canceled Peacekeeper season two, even though Peacekeeper season one was amazing and did great. Well, probably. Well, maybe. Maybe. But just take comfort in knowing Netflix would have done the same thing. That is very true. <laughs> and all that is better fit on our eclectic pop culture podcast. Yes. Which well, might ex- actually exist. Maybe. It doesn't. If the Patreon had enough maybe money. Maybe someday. <laughs> That's a tier. That's a tier. Get access to the pop we're gonna culture. Do, we're going to do this certain, th- this certain level. If we hit it this certain level, we'll go ahead and do... Once a month, talking about TV and movies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But if you want to reach out to us with any of your ideas on what should be in those tiers, you can email us at collectorgamerspodcast.gmail.com or go, as I mentioned earlier in the show, to facebook.com slash podcast. Be sure to check that area out for the game so you can see our answers that we talked about here and you can play along yourself in the comments. We're available on Twitch, Twitter, and the Instagrams as eclectic underscore gamers. And we should be back in probably a couple of weeks. That's maybe, what we usually do. Maybe maybe we need to wait until the Space Channel 5 movie comes out. When's that coming out? I don't know. Uh, never. Let's be honest. <laughs> no, never. On. No. This is another one of those things that gets on, announced I, and it no, never, never I want it to come out on Discovery Plus. And then we'll have to. And then you can watch it and tell <laughs> us about it. We'll do entire. We'll do an entire. That would be the first episode of the pop culture pod, eclectic pop culture podcast. Be space town. Oh, we like it, go it into the history the, of those video games, then we can talk about our review of the movie. Oh no, no! What you do is you, you do that, and then since you're doing it on Twitch, you do it as a live watch. So while the movie's going on mm. in the background, people can watch it on their own. But us and all of the fans have to get up and do the viral dances with oh. the movie to help kill the alien. That's true. Choo, choo, choo. That's right. <laughs> Dennis ah. will wear the outfit. Um, there we go. That's a $45 skin. So Patreon people know there's a price. There's a price. That's it. We're done. Uh, I'm Dennis. I'm Tony. Bye-bye. See ya. <laughs>